0: Hi, uh, I'm Hi, I'm Rachel. Hey, I'm william um, And today we're mostly talking about mental health and some other stuff. Uh, yeah. So I just want to give out a uh, trigger warning. Uh, we're going to be talking, as she said,
1: about mental health, um, different types of issues uh, relating to mental health, including uh, suicide and self-hurt. So... If that's something that would really trigger you, I suggest you don't
0: listen. <laughs> we only listen to the first part because we talk about that at the end. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I ah! say suicide before we start talking about it. So uh, if you start to hear me say that, uh, just tune out. Um, and uh, I hope you like it. Uh, this is our first attempt. Um, my um, my experience with therapists either.
1: Um, I was sitting there, and it was an old guy, and I'm just like, go fuck yourself, or um, it was- How
0: I feel about all old guys? Like, go fuck yourself.
1: Or I have this, like, really young girl just out of, like, college, ready to save all these adolescents <laughs> from depression and mental health, and I'm like, what? Save
0: the adolescents. Throw them Prozac. They must live.
1: You know, and she was just like super happy, super excited about everything. But she did buy me candy a lot. God bless. That's all that matters. Was she cute? She
0: was very cute. She was very cute. (laughs) That (laughs) helps. Yeah, it always helps when they're cute. Mine was kind of cute, but I didn't care. Just didn't care.
1: I did have. Uh, I had one therapist that would uh, doodle Mm -hmm. and I'm like are
0: you even
1: listening
0: to me? I always wanted to read their notes I was always like she
1: wasn't even writing notes she was literally doodling faces god bless wiggly lines little
0: she was reading your mind she was drawing her to consciousness
1: you know and uh, then I had this one counselor who she was actually good. We actually had conversations. And we didn't ever talk about my mental health. <laughs> ever. Because we just talked about stupid stuff. Yeah. We had things in common. Yeah, So it was like I was renting a friend. It was kind <laughs> of... Then I felt really sad because I was renting a fucking friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's that website, Rent a Friend, where people can rent you. I'll well, find my new job. Yeah, yeah, do it. I'll be the best friend ever. I'll feed your fish. Whatever. That's Don't what friends do. You, <laughs> he failed to pet my fish.
1: I tried really
0: hard.
1: He still gives me the stick. Look at him! He's, just like He's pissed off. Him.
0: Are you trying to pet Horatio or Polonius? I feel it like a little bit. Horatio's on the right. Polonius is on the left. Polonius is a little cunt. Mm. fuck polonius (laughs) that's my mantra fuck polonius I used to do that um, when we read Hamlet in my uh, high school class I just fucking hated polonius so much just he's the one who says uh, neither a borrower nor a lender be fuck you polonius fuck you lend and borrow lend and borrow everything that's the whole premise of banks Polonius was a little bitch. I would have slapped him. Of course, the kid I hated the most in that class was Polonius. He read for Polonius. I was like, yeah. And if you don't know maybe we
1: you should
0: really get off track? I know. Whatever. We <laughs> yeah. don't, don't have to be on track. Fuck it. But, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> mental health. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> Yola. What? Like, Actually, Shakespeare's very relevant to mental health. I'm sorry. I talked oh, about okay. that. It happens.
1: I know what happens.
0: I, I knew what I was getting into. I was your friend. <laughs> <laughs> your toes the waters of being talked over. Actually, I get talked over constantly because I talk like this. No one ever hears me. <laughs> it's a secret voice. What's well, the podcast? and I even able to pick up your voice? I I, I can see it. I can and... See it picking it up. Actually, my voice is really loud because I'm closer to the microphone.
1: Mm. But uh, so. Since we're going to talk about mental health, why don't we talk about, um, you know, if you want to, diagnoses we've gotten.
0: Oh, I just, I only ever got depression. That's That's it. it.
1: Well, I'm the crazy one. Uh, (laughs) Well, first, you know, when I was eight, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. No shit. You know, I was... This weird child who couldn't make friends, and literally the whole class just, I was bullied. Constantly. Yeah. So obviously I was anxious, I didn't want to go to friggin' school. But, uh, you know, the something back then, they really didn't, I mean, autism was a thing, but they really didn't know much about it. Like uh they knew about severely autistic children which obviously I'm not. Yeah. But um you know, and S P D sensory processing disorder, or also known as uh sensory integration disorder, um that is definitely, like not a thing at all. Um and so I was just this weird kid they'd get made fun of all the time and the doctors were just like oh she just has depression and anxiety brought on by
0: you know the world <laughs> the world and all of its horrors
1: and I you know I suffered from elementary the middle school uh, middle school I had a couple of saving graces um I made uh, like two or three friends god bless you know, and then it wasn't until I was in um high school that they were like, Oh, she has a learning disorder.
0: Oh, i forgot got that.
1: And uh my dad was like, No freaking shit. Like, <laughs> you know ten plus years I've been, you know. Brother, uh, he said he had experience in the field mm-hmm. of mental health and uh, learning disabilities, and um,
0: yeah, that shows throughout your little story about how, yeah. how he, he helped. I was uh, gonna say, coped. <laughs> uh, how he, he
1: definitely, uh, I was lucky that my dad um, had this knowledge because before there really was early integration or um, early intervention, uh, my dad kind of just had a daddy instinct and knew and helped. Um, That's probably why it hurts much more that he's gone now. But, uh, yeah, so it wasn't until um, the school was like, oh, yeah, she has a learning disability. (laughs) Um, Let's give her an IEP. So then I had an IEP, I went to regular classes with an aide. That didn't do shit. Yeah. Because, well, there was four other kids in my class that needed that aid or, you know. Yeah. And then it wasn't until... How many people were at your school? Uh, this was still at the regular
0: school. Yeah, before you went to the charters. So
1: it was like uh, 20 kids
0: in a class. Oh. It's four kids in one class would have an IEP? Yep. Oh wow! I had like thirty kids in one class, and it was usually like one or two kids would have an IEP. They just
1: crammed
0: us. Yeah. They, you know, but yeah, they weren't the best. Kids. <laughs> yeah, Uh is supposed to be quite good at uh um uh, with uh <laughs> with uh what? Why am I studying? With like IEPs and stuff with children with learning disabilities, we're supposed to be quite. Good with that. That was sort of a reputation or something I got in the eye. Uh, you
1: guys uh, are ranked top
0: one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that we were supposed to be pretty good with that. So maybe we diagnosed children less because what I was thinking before is that I went to go see if I needed an IEP and I got tested and I got to get out of the class and go sit with this dude who played guitar, which was really cool. We had cool conversations because he played guitar in his left hand and, and we talk about Nirvana. And stuff like (laughs) we get way off track, and we talk about music and Nirvana and how he had gone to see Nirvana before they're big, and I was really excited by that idea. And he wore pink ties, and everyone thought he was gay because he wore pink ties. But he was also kind of a little effeminate, and he wasn't married, and he was really good looking. (laughs) So we were all like, "I think he's gay." Um, Although gay marriage must have been legal then, but that's not the point. I got way off track there. Um, But anyway, so I got tested for an IEP. And uh, they test me, and I was above average in everything except math. I was a few, a couple of grades behind or something like that. Uh, So then they put me into the slow math. And this is why I don't know how to divide multiple digit numbers into each other. I still don't know. I've had people try and teach me. It just doesn't really make sense. I think of a very specific... Learning a thing in math because I had one teacher in the high school, everyone fucking hated him because he was a hard ass, but he was such a good teacher for me, and I don't know why. I think it's because he really he talked a lot about what was going on, and that's how I learned things auditorily. I really learned things best when they're spoken to me clearly by someone who knows how to talk, and he like, oftentimes you, you find that there's sort of a separation between people who are good at math and people who are good at speaking or good at English. And uh, he was gratefully, you know, he was good at English, but he's really good at math. Um, so he could, you know, he could say what was going on. That's what I think was the thing because my math teachers were always terrible at speaking, and that always has distracted me. I think that's my idea, That they're just so bad, it distracts me. But weirdly, I always felt the most, like, writing creative in, English, in uh, math classes. Not English classes, math classes. I feel, like, way more creative when everyone's talking about numbers and I'm not fucking listening. <laughs> I also had this math teacher in college who, this is so irrelevant, but fuck it. He was, like, <clears throat> he was talking about the class, and he's like, has anyone seen Star Trek? Because this had nothing to do with philosophy, you just said it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I have." And then he started talking about the new series, the you know the one that was on in the '80s, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen the series. I've only watched the original series." He's like, "How have you watched the original series? It was on way before you were born," and I was like, "Firstly, the updated series was on before I was born, and secondly, DVDs. <laughs> DVDs are a thing, friend. I know you're like, you know, pushing the '60s, but let's." Let's be real, DVDs have been around for a little while. <laughs> even VHSs. People are dumb.
1: My best subject, even in regular school, was just art class. I didn't, I didn't have an issue in art. All other classes, there was a fucking issue. But <laughs> art was good, um, PE was horrible. For no
0: one, no. Yeah, that girl's in PE, not a It girl. wasn't just that because I wasn't
1: heavy until like I got older. Um, it was just, you know, this ties into later on my diagnosis. I was just always extremely,
0: extremely clumsy, um, balanced. With Is me. that part of the P- yeah P- S-P-D. SPD. SPD. I was thinking of, uh, the other one yeah. that you have that <laughs> I forgot the name of. <laughs> P- uh, PCOS? No. That's a medical issue, not a mental health issue. No, no, I know, I know but I didn't BPT. know if that... BPT. BPT. No I, I, no, I meant to... No, I meant the medical issue, oh, but I didn't know if that would make you clumsy. No, because you don't get
1: that when you're little. You get that only oh, once you're, like, oh. 16. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, anyway, about my Sorry. schooling... <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was in you know, they finally gave me an IEP and then it wasn't helping and then I moved to a different state and I went to school.
0: Were you going originally in Massachusetts or
1: uh yeah, I was in Singapore. <laughs> oh yes
0: okay. and then I was just forget that's Massachusetts.
1: <laughs> then I moved to Rhode Island <laughs> and so I was starting my sophomore year. And immediately because I was extremely weird, I was the weird girl. Same. You know, um I got targeted right away. And um so I got very depressed and suicidal. Um and so I went to I had to be hospitalized
0: and I do remember that. M- and um, we went to visit you. You were in Plymouth, right? Uh, Pembroke. Pembroke. Oh right,
1: there that's was a couple of different hospitalizations within yeah. that time frame Because but
0: I went to visit you in Pembroke. Yep. I remember because we went with Jeff. Yep. And stuff. I remember that.
1: So what happened was, like, I got really depressed, and they, you know, I went to um, one hospital, and they sent me home, and I just couldn't deal. Um, because I had to keep going back to school, mm-hmm. uh, and then finally, I, because um, I had just gotten out of hospital, I went to school for like three days, and I looked at my counselor and I said, "I'm not going back." I said, "If you make me go back, I will not warn anybody. I will just kill myself," because that's how bad I was bullied. It wasn't me being lazy. It wasn't me not wanting to learn. It was, I was completely, utterly bullied. I mean, I, you know, I'd have to eat my lunch in the library or in the bathroom.
0: Library is a better choice to say. <laughs>
1: well, you know, well, it on who was in the library. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, there was a girl who would, um hand sanitizer in my hair, oh, you know, I'd be tripped, people would take my food off my tray, or just stupid stuff, but it adds up.
0: Yeah, no, no, I understand.
1: And, um, so finally, I was just like, I will kill myself. And so they put me in a group home for a little bit, uh, where I did some schooling with a tutor, um... Then finally, <coughs> well, sorry, um, they did another evaluation on me, uh, where they got a couple more specialists in, and they realized I have uh, sensory processing disorder. And well, you know, maybe this
0: would have been the mid 2000s, late 2000s, like 2007. Yeah, so like two thousand, two thousands. That's the year I went into high school. Wait, why were you a... You were a sophomore? Yeah. I graduated just in 2007. Oh, <laughs> I was like, why were you a sophomore in high school when I was just going in? And then I figured it out. Because <laughs> so, I stayed back. Yeah. So then they were like, oh, well,
1: and I can't share the name of the school because of privacy issues. But...
0: Um, yeah, I'm probably going to bleep out place names or something. Yeah.
1: Um, but I'll keep I, like
0: Massachusetts and Rhode Island because that's not fucking matter uh,
1: I was uh, sent to a uh, special needs charter school yep. and uh, where I did very good I uh, ended up uh, being an honor student graduating high honors um, high SAT scores and you know uh, I did very well because, well, I was in a classroom, the classroom never got more than five people. I was graduating class of two people, us, you know, and I it was one teacher. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in one classroom. Um, if I had auditory problems or sensory issues, there was a place I could go. And the teachers knew what was happening. The teachers didn't think I was being weird. The teachers didn't think I was misbehaving. Mm-hmm. That's a common misconception people have is when somebody's having a meltdown or a hard time or styming. You know, um, people think, oh, that kid's being a brat. Oh, that kid's misbehaving. No. We are being perfectly normal for what our brain is telling us to do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We are perfectly normal within our brains. And uh, what frustrates me is, you know, so many people try to change us, you know, um, or cure us. And it's like, that means you don't like us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and... I don't know, it's just... Instead of trying to make us fit into what's considered a normal box, how about you just learn to accept us for who we are? Mm -hmm. Because, and uh, it was actually funny, I was thinking about this today while I was going through my life skills. Because I have to do that in the morning. I have to go through life skills you know most people can just get up in the morning and do whatever through the day i have to get up and go through a whiteboard of life skills i have to look at my board i have to be like okay medicine okay breakfast okay get dressed it's it doesn't
0: come like an itinerary
1: i and i need it yeah and it sucks at times Because people look at me and go, you're 22 and you have this chore board or itinerary or whatever. And it's,
0: that's my normal. Yeah, it's just what you need. It's not not something someone should say anything about. Because I know with my little lads, they both have autism. Um, But for the older of the two, he's got, um, you know, he's... I think he's very functional he just needs like he's he sort of has normal 11 year old problems yeah. uh, but it, they're blown out of proportion so sometimes what what we try to do is just get him to calm down and try to settle in and uh, it's not he now. his father's very annoyed with all the noises he makes and I'm like I kind of let him do some of the noises. Like, some of the stuff he says is disrespectful or rude or stuff like that, so we try to nip that in the bud. But just making funny noises is kind of okay, except that it's 6 o'clock in the morning. and trying to. Expl- like, he understands that he can't be noisy at the time because people are trying to sleep, but he doesn't care It's the problem. And that's a whole other issue, but that's sort of the problem. And I know the other little boy, um, he, he cert- certainly has more obvious autism and that he does sort of like hand motions and things like that yeah um, uh, just, but he's to four. Our,
1: just to our listeners I want to explain what she's talking about is uh considered styming um and basically what I want people to understand
0: about styming
1: is um, you
0: mean the hand motions so that's
1: yeah, the hand motions, the noises, that's all part of styming. It's all...
0: I just thought I'd explain in case you know, I didn't understand which one we met with styming.
1: It's all, you know, it's all um, sensory output. Um, people, there's a couple reasons why I stym or other people on the uh, ASD, Autism Spectrum, stym. Mm-hmm. Um, we stymie. I know I do. Uh, Either it is... A lot of my styming is blocking an auditory noise that is upsetting me. Because my brain cannot ignore it. Like today, when I was waiting for you to pick me up, there was a cricket. Mm -hmm. Most people can hear the cricket, and go, oh, it's a cricket, and move on. I hear it's a cricket, and then the noise gets louder and louder and louder. I have that same thing. But then it feel, then it hurts.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hurt. but It felt,
1: after a while, it felt like needles stabbing my eardrums. Mm-hmm. And that's all you could focus on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's why... Um, people stym because that noise, that feeling, that texture, that smell, it's bothering us, and we're trying to offset it, to calm ourselves down. Yeah. So when a person stymes, it's actually them
0: trying to get control of their life. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's quite the case for the boys, Uh, the older one. He just... I think he just enjoys it. He just yes. enjoys that he has the ability to do this. And uh, for the other one, it's sort of just more of a, just, it's a thing he does. Yep. It's not really triggered by anything. He does it when he's kind of excited or when he's looking at something and he's just expressing what it is. He'll just sort of,
1: right.
0: he does odd oh, shapes yeah. with his hands. So that's which- why
1: I said there's a couple of different types of timing. Mm-hmm. Like one is blocking. Uh, one is expression. I have a couple of expressive signs. Like when I get really, really excited, I will rock back and forth really excitedly. I'll shake I
0: do that when I'm stoned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll shake my hands. I'll clap. I'll you know, it's just it's just being excited. It's so much emotion. You gotta let it out. (laughs) Yeah. Um sometimes it's uh a noise that is just comforting to you. Like, I am a big leaf cruncher. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that's why it's hard to go on walks for me. We have to be quick. Um, yeah, nah.
0: Just step on all the leaves. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'll not on a walk. You can step on all the leaves. <laughs> okay. I like stepping on leaves, too, but it's more the, like, feeling of crushing them that I like than the sound. But what I was trying to... What I'm trying to get at
1: is because I'm using this podcast as my personal message to, um, Autism Speaks and a couple other of those organizations I do not uh, appreciate. Yeah. Because, um, as I said, one of the things I was thinking about today while I was doing my life skills was how, um, organizations um and when they put out their commercials or their ads for autism awareness and i'm using quotations here, <laughs> be aware there are autistic people they exist be aware they make us seem like a death sentence they make us yeah you know there was a that's
0: oh sorry that's just how i've always felt about those vaccination freaks i'm like okay So you'd rather your kid contract this possibly, quite probably, deadly disease than have autism. Between those two options, absolutely, I will pick autism every time. I mean, it's not, that's not even a thing. But I'm just saying if it was a thing, I'd be like, yeah, okay, my kid can be autistic, but I don't want them dead. Because you can completely function with autism. That's not really an issue. All the mental illness in my family makes it much harder to function. (laughs)
1: I was, I was thinking today, and I was like, you know, I just want to kind of, you know, say to people, like, if if I didn't have SPD, part of my life would suck, because I want to bring the uh, cool aspect of autism, Asperger's, SPD, SID, um... I just want to bring in the cool stuff about it. And let me just explain to you a few things. <laughs> let me explain you a thing. <laughs> we will be honest <laughs> to the T most of the time about how we feel. Except if we don't know how we feel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> always say a show. I always say a show.
1: <laughs> but... When we love, we love unconditionally. If we trust you, that's a connection for life.
0: That's why we're still friends. And, and why you married your, yeah. Jeff, I was going to say your high school sweetheart. Yeah. yeah. High school sweetheart, which is cute. I was planning on that we talk about love, but then we talked about mental illness, and I was like, fuck it, let's do that.
1: Yeah. That's but, nice. yeah, so I was thinking about it today, and I was like, you know what? I, you know, I love, okay, I won't say for all people, but at least for me, my awesome thing about having SPD is when I love, I love to the fullest. Um, I can forgive pretty easily. I don't forget <laughs> at all. But I, you know, when it comes, like, somebody upsets me, I don't forget that. I remember every little detail about it till the day I die. But I will forgive and move on.
0: Yeah, I I forgive way too easily, and I almost forget things. Like, cause I was thinking, fucking, this girl was my best friend, and we stopped being we broke up is what I called it when I was little. <laughs> but we stopped being friends. We had a big fight, and she spread this vicious rumor around school. So there was a good year maybe more where I got asked this really disgusting rumor every single fucking day and would just say no acted like it didn't bother me it quickly died out and I forgave that girl she drove up to Massachusetts stayed at my house I even think about it I was just like yeah sure totally come up and stay with me it's cool and I'm just like like because I'm looking back at it like trying to see it from a third person perspective and I'm like I'm fucking weird. I just forgive people, like, <laughs> immediately. This other girl was trying to make fun of me with her when we were friends. And, oh, she said the, it was the fucking best insult in the world. Because it was not an insult at all. I'd worn red lipstick to school that day. I think I had pigtails, too. She didn't pick on the pigtails. No one fucking picks on the pigtails. But she's like... Oh, she looks like a 1920s movie star like really intentionally as I walked past because she apparently thought that was a good insult and I was just like thank you so much that's so sweet of you to say and then I kept walking like what the fuck I'm here for that life I know and then I went to a concert with her some years later and we hung out and dyed our hair It's cool like I don't I just whatever. He used to make fun of me whatever and this other girl Shit, I'm sorry. I'm just going on about these girls. These, like, this is on middle school that they made fun of me. Come high school, people stop making fun of me. Possibly because the way I reacted to when they made fun of me. I was just like, whatever, I don't give a shit. She tried to cyberbully me. Real old school. She would go on AIM and, like, her username was, like, <laughs> I'm right behind you. And she would type, like, I'm right behind you me. I'm like, no, you're not coloring my walls. <laughs> <laughs> like, I promise you bitch. Yes. I, I was just like this cynical little 12-year-old and I was like, nope, you're not in my room. What the fuck? Um... <clears throat> And then she went on to her real account like some weeks later and she's like, I'm sorry, that was me. I feel bad about that now. And I was like, that's fine. I don't want to podcast
1: is shit. I forgot the girl's name. me.
0: Oh, I don't think I've ever told you what her name was. Um, and then we just started talking about our mutual obsession with Kurt Cobain because we just we were both really obsessed with him like why did you make fun of me we had such a common interest like because that's a really weirdly specific interest considering he'd been dead for like 10 years not quite but been dead a while by the time this happened though no, he might have been dead 10 years almost uh, it wasn't 2004 it would have been before then but it doesn't matter I've been dead a long time and we were fucking weird for being slightly obsessed with nirvana and him and just i was like why did you make fun me. we could have been best friends but we were we were friends for a little while but it was just I just got over it immediately I don't know I think that's why people didn't make fun of me like I think I remember one instance like it wasn't really making fun of you he was like being playful we were in class and I had said something and I was like bla, 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 like I literally did that and he was like oh what was that Rachel and I was like and he was like what was that and I was like oh." And then he realized I just wasn't embarrassed, and the (laughs) class was laughing, and I was like, what is? (laughs) Yolo, you can't stop me.
1: But yeah, just to finish off my little rant, I know we can talk about something. Go ahead. Um, you know, love, forgive, and things are way more awesome when you like something. (laughs) Let me just tell you, when they're, you know, cause... I have food that I like and like I stick with those main food groups of chicken nuggets, said French fries, said. pizza, and chocolate milk. That's my life. I feel that. You know, it's 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 cute. My husband and I actually that's our thing to go out to get chocolate milk.
0: God bless. That's romance.
1: True <laughs> life romance. You know. But yeah, you know, when it's something you like, the flavors are better, colors are bright, it's just, if I didn't have SPD, I don't, I wouldn't be me. You know, so, stop trying, so autism speaks and stuff, please stop trying to make us seem like a death sentence. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just people.
0: <laughs> Chill out, chillax, chillax, <laughs> just go up. Rock up there, just hold time to say chillax, just 20,000 autistic people. Chillax.
1: I want, you know, people who are listening to be like, oh, she's bashing, you know, a company that's for autism. No, they're really not. And I'm just going to tell you a few facts of why uh, Autism Speaks is just not a good uh, group. Um, There is nobody with autism working for them. Most of their money when they do fundraisers.
0: Don't hit the table. It's okay. Most of the money
1: from their fundraisers goes to um, paying um, the fundraiser people, uh, paying for fetal research, which means uh, they're trying to find out. If you're going to have an autistic kid before it's born, which means more autistic kids are going to die. Or be aborted.
0: Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, well, abortion isn't death. No, I know, uh, but... it Depends on what. you I just... Know. Not the point. I'm just, like, upset about no, that. No, I understand. <laughs> that's the, I- the idea, is that... I understand the idea. But if a parent couldn't cope with an autistic child... I'd rather them not have one. No, I understand. I'm not saying that that's something I want to happen or anything. Absolutely not. Um, but, yeah, if a parent <laughs> would abort that kid because they thought it was autistic, they should not have an autistic child, that poor child. That's just, that is true. But the money,
1: but what upsets me is, okay, you want to raise money for fetal research. Then say you're raising money for field research. Don't say you're raising money to help autistic people. Mm-hmm. Don't hide behind that. And, um, yeah, less than, I believe it was, 8% of the money actually goes to help somebody with autism. So that, like, $10 you donated... Not that much went. <laughs> a couple cents <laughs> to me or
0: to anybody. Yeah,
1: you know that.
0: It's more your tax money that goes to help autistic. More. Pay your taxes, and you're helping autistic kids. God bless. God bless. And you. Um, also, by which I don't actually mean God bless you, just for the record. Although God bless you if you want.
1: And also, Autism Speaks uses scare tactics like. Uh, there was one video that Autism Speaks released where this mother was talking about um, that she couldn't handle her autistic daughter. And after she dropped off her two other kids who didn't have autism at school, uh, her autistic daughter, who was like six at the time, was in her booster seat in the back and the mother was sitting there, thinking about driving over a bridge. Now, I understand it is very hard to have a disabled child, it's very mentally wearing, it's very mentally tiring, and yes, I believe you should go seek help, but here's the thing, she was saying this to a camera while her autistic child was in the room. Guess what, people, that autistic child heard what her mother said. Yeah. She understands. She might not be able to communicate with you the way most people can, but she understands. That's another thing. Autistic people can understand way more than you think.
0: Yeah, because they're not necessarily slow. Right. And even if they are, they probably can still understand something like that. It's just... That's, yeah, that's massively fucked up. So, that woman should not have had an autistic child. She clearly can't cope.
1: So, please, if you guys, you know, really want to raise autism awareness, um, the Autism Advocacy Network is way, way better. Uh, they're a nonprofit organization, it is run by autistic people for autistic people. Uh, it's just way, uh, way more autistic friendly. Also, Autism Speaks does not support adults with autism.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Once you're on 18, you're fucked, even if they could, even if they were helping you, which they weren't. Yeah.
1: So, you know, and they, you know, they trying to, again, make us fit into a box that is in our world also we're not puzzle pieces can we just talk about that for like a oh, second and then my rant is over because <laughs> i can because this is my life i can literally talk about this for hours that's another thing about spd we're focused on something we're focused on it and that's it but um yeah we're not puzzle pieces we're human beings you don't have to make our world fit because Does it fit for you normal people? (laughs) No. Because that's not the freaking world. Just love us. Let us love you. Let us be happy. Lots of cuddles. And we like to play with our ketchup packets. Just let us fucking play with our ketchup packets. Because guess what? That can be cleaned. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. Let us enjoy life. And you know what? Take a little bit of my advice. Enjoy life yourself, and don't let the little shit bug you. Because at the end, don't fucking matter. <laughs> All
0: right, that's my rant
1: <laughs> for autism. Sorry, guys.
0: No, but back to your earlier point about enjoying things just as a counter. Because the way I am, I just feel like I don't enjoy like anything. Like I mean, of course I enjoy things, um, but it's not. It's not to any extreme level. So it makes it difficult to understand sometimes when people are really excited. Like my mother gets super happy or super upset about certain things. And I'm just like, just fucking, it doesn't matter. Like, chill out. Like, why do you have to keep talking about it? stuff? Like, that's always been a big issue. So for some reason, people really like to complain to me. It's been happening to me for a couple weeks. And people just tell me all their problems. And sometimes... One of my friends, it's all she talks about. She just complains to me about another friend. And I'm just like, just stop being friends with her. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Just stop. Just don't talk to her. She's just, just a pain in the ass. Just, and uh, anyway, so I don't understand how people get so worked up about certain things because, for the most part, across the board, I don't give a shit. It's probably a problem. But just... I don't know, even when I'm doing something that I really like, I'm not quite excited about it until it's actually happening. Like the One Direction concert, when we got the tickets, I was really happy. Like I was, I felt happy, but I didn't feel like I was on the top of the world. And when we were there, I didn't, I mean, it was awesome, but I was not like crazy excited or crazy happy or anything i was just like oh look they're there Ah, oh, aren't they pretty <laughs> yay they sing pretty he kind of looks like a god bless you <laughs> um but it was i I, just, I don't think like for me emotionally the only things i really really felt were suicidal um And I felt really angry at times. And then really in love. Like, those are the only emotions I would say I felt to, like, the extreme that I think I've seen other people feel them. And the love was the only one that's worth paying attention to in my head and the suicidal, obviously. Because I've I've always had suicidal predilections and stuff that sort of started when I was 12. uh, And I would, like... Write suicide notes, but not really. And I would talk about, I wanna like write a will, which is weird because I don't own anything, but I was 12, leave me alone. Um, and I've always, you know, thought about my funeral and what I want that to be like. And I've, uh, I've also come up with a plan that I'm going to start making uh, will, last will and testament videos uh, every fifth year of my life. So when I'm 25, I'm gonna do one. When I'm 35, I'm gonna do one. Or when I'm 25, when I'm 30. When I'm 35.
1: That's funny. Yeah. I actually, like, planned your tombstone.
0: Did you? God bless. While I was. Does it say God bless?
1: No, it was like. (laughs) Well, months ago. (laughs) And I was at work. And we were driving. And, uh. No, there was no clients in the car, okay. God bless. So, I was looking, you know, I was on my way home and I was looking out the window and we went past this graveyard and i saw a tombstone that was a huge bumblebee yes. And i said oh, yes, i totally. gotta get that for rachel when she dies and i was so <laughs> excited about it <laughs> like i had just found you the best cute pair of jeans
0: god like, bless oh amazing. man <laughs> i found the perfect tombstone i think you told i remember you telling me this because i was like oh buddy i would love to be a bee. little, little bumblebee tombstone that would be exciting um, but yeah, I always wanted want there to be a dance floor at my funeral I want everyone to wear bright colors My original thought was orange, but I'm like eh, I feel like most people don't have orange, they're just bright colors No one can wear black uh, I don't want that crying line Of people where people walk up to you and they're like I'm so sorry for your loss, and then you're sobbing I'm like, nah, nah And then we'll play all those videos From 25, 35, 45 And just sort of cut them up And maybe play the last one in full Whatever the last one is um, and stuff like that. And I want to. Hopefully, I'll be a proper stand-up comedian by then. Have some comedians come on and tell jokes. My friends probably stuff like that. Like that's always been what I wanted to do. Or you know, have these. You know, any whoever I, I'm friends with, have them go up and do stuff. Uh, I just talk about how fucking cool I am. Like you're like, can I just do
1: like a spiritual dance? To just represent our friendship.
0: As long as you don't call it the spiritual dance. The anti-spiritual dance. <laughs> well, it really won't be dancing. It'll
1: just be sitting on a computer. Because that's how our friendship works.
0: That's true. That is how our friendship works. That's how I've always operated. should just have a huge computer there.
1: Okay, like, this I'll probably, probably bury like. you with an Apple product.
0: God bless. I don't, I don't, I only have my, this, this is my only Apple, oh, I have an iPod. I have a couple iPhones. I don't a
1: single
0: Apple product. Wow, you are fighting the machine that is Apple. I just have my Mac and uh, an iPod. I pointed to the computer and I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have a Mac. Um, I have a PC. I don't know how we're friends. Huh. <laughs> Fight to the death. I've, there's a there's a Surface tablet between us, so I mean like it's mutual ground. I have a Surface tablet. It isn't olive of Windows. It's not. <laughs> it's not That is a Surface tablet. Um, well, I have yeah, I have that. I have an Xbox, which is Macintosh. Not Macintosh Apple Mac. Uh, what? What am I saying? I it's owned know. by Macintosh.
1: I'm like, really kind of nodding
0: at you. <clears throat> I don't know. It's owned by Macintosh. Okay. Who make PCs. Obviously. Okay. I know computers. All right. And not like your normal everyday girl. Okay. Like I know stuff. Oh my God. And I have an Android phone. So suck my dick. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, I was playing that sort of stuff when I was little. And, um, I did have like a really serious suicidal episode that I'm still haunts me to this day, where, like because I don't feel emotion very intensely or don't feel anything very intensely, I don't think. Um, I, I was just like overwrought by this want to kill myself, like for no fucking reason. I was just, just, just
1: walking the pizza Yeah, place, no,
0: I was walking from the pizza place. I was walking from the corner store oh, I where I had gone to see Jen to talk mm-hmm. to her. And We were just hanging out, and then I walked away to go to my house. It's literally a five five minute walk. I left her fine. I got to it was actually next to the VFW, <clears throat> and I'm just walking through there past the Eagles. Um, I know you know what I'm talking about. They don't have any idea. Whatever. Um, I'm walking. I'm walking through there, and um, I just had this really intense like, just I want to kill myself. I'm worthless. There's no. Me living, I'm not doing anything with my life, there's no reason for me. I think I wasn't working at the time, too, which always really hurts my like depression stuff. Um, so it was just like, you know, I'm I don't know how old I was, maybe 19. I was like, I'm 19, I don't have a job, I'm not going to school, I don't have a car, I can't drive. Uh, and living with my parents still, oh, I'm 19, but you know, and um, I, I swear to you, I almost physically fell down. Like, I, like, held, because there's a the little railing there, do you know what I mean, where there's yep. parking. And I, like, held on to that, like, to not fall. And I was just, like, the only way I could get myself to move was to think more about how I was going to kill myself, where I was going to kill myself, to play the last song I was going to play before I died. Because <laughs> I went so, like, into it, like, how I was literally going to do it. And I was thinking, like, um, this is a song by the Smiths, called, uh, oh, shit. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it starts, Oh Mother, I can feel the soil falling over my head. So it's a very like suicidal song yeah. and it's amazing. It's my favorite Smith song. Um, <clears throat> and so I wanted to listen to that, but then I was like, what if, cause my plan was to hang myself in the woods out front of my old childhood home. Um, and I was like, where am I going to get rope? I'm going to have to Google how to make a noose. I don't know how to make a noose. Um, this is probably a very triggering conversation for some yeah, people. Yeah, I was
1: just like, oh, we should put a trigger warning at the beginning of this podcast
0: Yeah, well, I'll write a trigger warning somewhere. Um, <clears throat> and so I was thinking, where could I get rope? My dad probably has rope, I would think. He's a carpenter. If he doesn't have rope, how the fuck am I going to get to a hardware store? Where Who can I get to drive me to a hardware store? Um, oh, the song you're thinking about is I Know It's Over. Thank you. Yes, I Know It's Over. Um, I Know It's Over by the Smiths. Yeah. I really wanted to die to that song. Um but then also the problem was what if that song ends before I, I suffocate what if it ends before I die and then that's not the last song I heard what if I'm playing it on a playlist and like the next song is like alpha beat which is like this really upbeat switch band yeah yeah just put it on repeat why did I just say that or, put, or just put on the Smiths and play that song and then another Smiths song will come on and what if it's like still ill which is a really like peppy song kind of <laughs> for the Smiths it's peppy um, but yeah, so it's just I, like, I had this whole plan and I was like, cause I couldn't hang myself in my house cause I was like, that will ruin my grandmother's house for her. Um, and plus the the slats on the ceiling, are not going to hold my weight. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I, that was the only way I could get myself to move was to start to think about it, how I was going to do it. And then I got home and it was kind of better once I got inside. Once I got upstairs, I was, like, thinking, like, you know, what you're allowed to do is you can make the playlist. You make the playlist, but you can't do anything more. Because there was also this part, you know, the rational side of my brain was like, you're not going to kill yourself. That's not what you're going to do. That's not going to happen. Because I know that if I die, my mom's killing herself. And I can't be responsible for that. So, um uh, so yeah i, I couldn 't let myself do it, and gratefully i didn uh, 't Thanks, i 'm glad i didn 't too and Then I you know probably went to write my book about suicide some more because it 's a good time to write it. but actually, I feel really uncreative when i 'm in that sort of mode and just wanted to die. Um, I also think I might have had like idle ideas of jumping off the roof of my high school because that 's what I wrote the book about that 's the first way she tries to kill herself to try and jump off her high school. Um, but I probably wouldn't have been saved. I probably would have sat up there and cried for a couple hours and then got in town myself. Um, uh, is how I imagine it would go because I'm too terrified of death in a way. Cause that's just scary as fuck. Like, cause I don't believe that anything will happen. So then that's the end of my consciousness. There can be nothing more. Actually, I had another really bad depression episode, and I wasn't suicidal though, because I was thinking I really wanted to go somewhere and just turn off, and just not exist, and not be there and that was the point where I was cutting a little bit um and I actually took the I cut myself and that made me feel better which is not good Uh, and I did stop doing it, so that's that um but as for the good things like love for me has always felt like your ears ringing. Is that weird? Do you get that? Does anyone get that? Matthew didn't get it. But I. that's just what I always felt like. If he hugged me, it felt like my ears were ringing or my ears were ringing. I felt like I was going to vomit. Really?
1: Butterfl- like that butterflies in your stomach.
0: I never got that really... I just when how I realize I really like someone is that I fucking hate myself every second I'm around them, like I just think I'm an idiot and I'm just gushing and I'm just acting like a fool in front of them and they're I'm just. I'm smiling
1: because that's I
0: don't <laughs> That's exactly how I am though, like because I'm just trying to do anything to impress them and yeah. I'm trying to make them laugh. and I'm trying to be silly and just like really insecure, like, oh, lovely. <laughs> that's how I was. Like, how I would try to impress Matthew is I would try and rap uh, Lincoln Park verses faster than him. I did uh, try to make him laugh by telling, like, dirty jokes, like, like I'm cool. Like, I'm not weird. <laughs> uh, that's what I would do with him. Um, with, with my second boyfriend, it was way um, better <laughs> he laughed at all my jokes he thought I was funny which was amazing um and he also he told me later on that he thought it was really cool when I first met him because I was like surrounded by my friends and it was band camp so it was just nerds and it was awesome and,